have a question for you. What media do you typically use to communicate with your customers or your clients, with your investors, with colleagues? When you're at work, what's your default? Do you email? Do you pick up the phone? Do you walk over to someone's office? How do you communicate? Which media do you choose? In this short episode, I'm going to encourage you to think more strategically about which media will help you optimize your communication. Many of us will fall into the trap of always using our default media. Others of us aren't quite sure what's best. It's not always obvious, is it? And by the way, this is a very common question. Hey, Andrea, Mike here. Thanks for all your great podcasts. I have an issue in my office where my staff sends multiple email messages to discuss a topic when a single conversation or a meeting would solve the matter in less time and often with less confusion. Do you have any advice on how I might be able to change this behavior? Thanks. As a matter of fact, yes, Mike, I do have some advice that I really hope will help you. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's talk about talk. We're going to break this topic of communication media down into two episodes. In this episode, we're going to focus on how to decide which media to use. In the next episode, number 119, we'll focus on best practices for each of these media. Things that you can do to up your email game, your phone game, and so on. I'm going to share with you my top tips to optimize your communication for each of these media. But right here and right now, you're going to learn under what conditions you should text or email or pick up the phone or set up an online meeting or an in-person meeting. First though, let me say, if you're a frequent Talk About Talk listener, hi, and thank you for listening. On the other hand, if this is a first for you, let me introduce myself. I'm your executive communication coach, Dr. Andrea Wojnicki. Please call me Andrea. I'm also the founder of Talk About Talk. And if you're an ambitious executive with a growth mindset, well, then you're in the right place. If you go to the talkabouttalk.com website, you'll find many resources to help you out. There are online courses, tip sheets, corporate workshops, one-on-one coaching, the archive of this bi-weekly podcast, and I really hope you'll sign up for the Talk About Talk communication coaching newsletter. That newsletter is your chance to get communication coaching from me every week. One other thing before we get into this, you don't need to take notes because I do that for you. I summarize everything for you at the end, and you can check out the transcript in the show notes, which are in two places. You can find them in your podcast app, and you can also find them on the talkabouttalk.com website. As always, I got you covered. Just keep doing whatever you're doing, walking, driving, doing housework, or lying on the couch. Trust me. I know because I do all of these things too when I'm listening to podcasts. I just want to remind you that you don't need to take notes because I do that for you. You're welcome. All right, let's get into this. I'm excited to help Mike encourage his team to be more thoughtful about their communication media. Which media you choose to employ is important. Why? Well, as they say, the media is the message. Actually, as one of my workshop participants recently pointed out to me, it was Marshall McLuhan who coined this phrase. 
And it wasn't the media is the message. Rather, it was the medium is the massage. Yes, you heard that right. The medium is the massage. Wow. Two main things I want to say about this point. First, a bit of trivia about Marshall McLuhan. McLuhan was a Canadian philosopher and English and media studies professor who, in 1967, wrote a book called The Medium is the Massage. He was a bit of an academic rock star. And if you've ever seen Woody Allen's movie Annie Hall, well, then you've seen Marshall McLuhan. He does a cameo in that movie where he plays a pompous academic who says, quote, you know nothing of my work. Apparently, that was a line that McLuhan often used when his work was criticized. Wow, what a character. So that's the first thing I want you to know. The second thing is that the full title of Marshall McLuhan's book was The Medium is the Massage, An Inventory of Effects. Nowadays, we commonly use and hear the phrase, the media is the message. As a communication coach, I just want to elaborate for a second on two terms in that title, massage and medium. First, massage. McLuhan said massage provocatively to highlight how the media through which we communicate is decoded through what he called the human sensorium. Yes, sensorium. You can think of this simply as your senses. You see things, you read things, you hear things, and so on. The other term here is medium. And whether you say medium or media depends on several factors. Regardless of these factors, I want to point out that I hear a lot of people simply using the term media. However, I also understand some of the etymology of these terms. Our language evolves. It also varies by our country and our nationality and the language that we are speaking. And usage of these terms, medium and media, is a fascinating example of this. Whether to use the term medium or media depends on the context. Are we talking about media as in journalists, as in media reporters, or are we talking about people who talk with the dead? That would be medium. As a painter, personally, people often ask me, what medium do you use? Whether it's singular or plural, if the context is art, it's medium. Technically, the Latin word medium is singular and media is plural. But if you're ever in doubt, I suggest you just say media. And if you're a nerd like me and you found this little lecture fascinating, I included some links in the resources in the show notes. Otherwise, just remember this. Medium is singular and media is plural. And the scale in our modern language seems to be tipping on the side of media. Phew. Okay, let's shift gears and focus on when to use what media. Back to my original question for you. When you're communicating at work, which media is your default? At the beginning of this episode, the listener Mike shared how his team's default media seems to be email, even when a short conversation or perhaps a meeting would be more ideal. If you're younger, like a Gen Z or maybe Gen Y, the millennials, your media default is more likely to be text, 
or maybe email for work. I certainly get the appeal of texting an email. They're asynchronous. In other words, they're convenient. But if you're older, say Gen X or a boomer, your media default is more likely to be the phone or in person. Regardless, I encourage you to take a big step back and consider that, as Marshall McLuhan said, the medium is the massage, or as we more commonly say today, the media is the message. I encourage you to be more disciplined about how to optimize your communication by strategically choosing the ideal media. Maybe Mike, who called in and recorded his question for me, can encourage his team members to listen to this episode and be a little more strategic about their media choices. I have something for you that I think you're going to like. It's a simple framework to help you identify the optimal media. It's basically a checklist. Three things to consider. Of course, it's three things. Are you ready? It's who, what, and why. That's it. When you're deciding what media to employ, consider the who, the what, and the why. Let me explain what I mean. First, who. With whom are you communicating? You can optimize your communication by considering the other person rather than being selfish and always reverting to your personal default. Consider the other parties with whom you're communicating. What's their preferred method of communication? What's their default? How much more responsive will they be to your message if you employ their default? This reminds me of a conversation that I had recently with my 15-year-old son. I was giving him grief about not responding to an important email. His response floored me. He said, Mom, no one ever emails. No one ever. Okay, maybe what he meant was that no 15-year-old boys ever check their email. I'll give him that. Of course, age is important. So in terms of this first criterion to consider when you're choosing your medium, the who, think age. Younger folks, particularly Gen Z, are digital natives, and they're often most comfortable with texting. Older folks might be more inclined to use the phone, or maybe they want to meet in person. I'm thinking this might partially explain the debate about working remotely versus hybrid versus going into the office. But the who in this checklist of what to consider when choosing your media isn't just about age. This who could also include whether you're communicating with an individual or a group. If it's one person, a text message or a quick phone call might be ideal. If it's a group, then maybe it's an email where you can CC people or a meeting, whether online or in person. These might be more ideal options. Also in terms of who, think about proximity or location. If the person or the people are far away, an in-person meeting is more costly and more time-consuming. But if the person's in the office right next to you, then an in-person meeting suddenly is ideal. One last important thing to consider when it comes to the who. It's the stage of the relationship you have with that person. Certainly, things are changing, but generally, face-to-face is ideal early when you're first establishing a relationship. Then, later on, texting and email can maintain that relationship. Makes sense, right? Okay, so that's the first thing to consider when you're choosing your medium. Who? 
The next thing to consider is what, as in what is the topic? Is the topic confidential? Is there a privacy concern? If yes, then a phone call or a meeting is a much better idea than an email or a text where everything you say can be easily shared. Also, is the topic emotionally sensitive? I always think about the whole cliche about people breaking up through texting and the insinuation about how insensitive this is. If the topic of your communication is emotionally sensitive, then in-person wins. Why? Well, because you can see body language and you can hear tone of voice when it's in-person. For emotionally charged, sensitive topics, you want to be able to see and hear what's going on beyond the words. So that's the second point to consider when you're choosing your media. Now we've covered the who and the what. The third and last point to consider is the why. The why is really about context. Here's a relatively easy question. Is it urgent? If so, then setting up a meeting, virtual or in-person, is probably not the best option. Unless, as I mentioned, you're only meeting one person and they are situated in the office right next to you. But if the topic is urgent, think about what medium the person is most likely to respond to quickly. For some people, that might be a phone call. For others, it's a text. It depends on the person. Oh, and speaking of urgency, don't be like the infamous boy who cried wolf and mark everything as urgent. More on that when we discuss best practices for each of these media in the next episode, number 119. So back to the why. In terms of why, you should ask yourself, why do you need to communicate? What's your goal? What's your objective? If it's a status update, email is probably fine. But if you need to collaborate or brainstorm, or if there's a complicated decision that needs to be made, then some sort of meeting where there's instantaneous, synchronous dialogue is probably better suited. Sometimes a meeting can be much more productive and efficient than a long string of emails. And I have a feeling that this is exactly the context that was frustrating Mike, the manager who called in asking for help with his team. As Mike said, quote, sometimes a single conversation or a meeting would solve a problem in less time and with less confusion. So here's what I recommend, Mike. First, ask your team to challenge themselves to choose the ideal communication media rather than just using their default, which it sounds like is email. And then ask them to consider three things, the who, the what, and the why associated with their communication. The who, as in the other person's age and what their communication media default might be, but also whether it's an individual or a group, their proximity or location, and even some nuance, like what stage your relationship is with that other person. And then there's the what, as in the topic. Is it confidential? Is privacy a concern? And is it emotionally sensitive? This is all important to consider when choosing your media. And last, there's the why, as in, is it urgent? And is it a simple status update, or is there collaboration, brainstorming, or decision-making that needs to happen? 
I really hope this helps, Mike. A simple three-point checklist for you and your team to consider when you're choosing which media to employ in your communication. Thank you to Mike for asking this great question. If you'd like to ask me a question, I've made it super easy for you to do so. Just go to talkabouttalk.com and you'll see a button that says, record your question for Andrea. Click it and talk. That's it. And that's it for this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope you'll recommend it to your friends who might also like to improve their communication skills. Thanks again for listening. Talk soon. Oh,